0: JJ, how do, you, how do you push the fandom out of the way to focus on the work when you're working with, with Larry? Well, I mean, Star Wars is, uh, like you said, um, it's something that is so deeply ingrained and so important to so many people. Um, you know, I asked my mom to make me a Jawa costume for my 13th Halloween, and uh, um, I, I did the eyes, but she did the costume, uh, and it was great. And uh, I, I w- I've been a fan since I was a... a a kid, a little kid. And there is nothing normal about getting to write a movie with Lawrence Kasdan. There's nothing normal about getting to work with Kathleen Kennedy or to direct a Star Wars movie. I mean, I've sat down with John Williams to show him scenes from a Star Wars movie he hadn't seen yet that I directed. There's nothing normal <laughs> <laughs> about any of what's been happening, uh, including this moment. And by the way, you guys look awesome, and thank you for waiting so long to be here. It's really it's awesome. Good I got a bad feeling about this. Hello, what have we here? Red Five, standing by. This is our Rescue. I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Welcome to Dead, Boffin, Spies, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Daly, and this is probably going to be a short episode. I didn't want to recap the Star Wars panel from San Diego Comic-Con. There are countless news outlets that cover the news from SDCC, to say nothing of the fact that you can go on YouTube and watch the entire panel. But there was enough information that came out of that weekend that I had to talk about a few things. For my part, what I found most interesting was, as usual with The Force Awakens news, the actual new In this case, it was seeing the three villainous characters on stage. Kylo Ren, played by Adam Driver, General Hux, played by Domnell Gleeson, and my favorite, Captain Phasma, played by Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, it was nice seeing Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford together again. They were funny, they were charming, of course, but as my lawyer used to say, old people are just plain worthless. So what did the new cast and characters have to say? From Adam Driver, we got... nothing. He really didn't answer any questions, and he looked bored and even uncomfortable. I think he probably knew that he couldn't give away any information about Kylo Ren, so why bother attending the panel anyway? It was just an hour-long photo shoot for him. He really seemed like he would have rather been any other place, and I don't blame him for that at all. Adam, what can you tell us about your connection to the dark side? Can you tell us anything? I'm also totally fine not hearing from him until the movie. I want the character of Kylo Ren to be a mystery until I see him. We gather he's the new Darth Vader type because he's dressed in black, his face is covered, and he's got a red-bladed lightsaber. We don't know if he's a Sith or something else. I kind of hope the word Sith goes away for a while, because I don't like what the name has come to mean in Star Wars. But that's a story for a My Star Wars segment down the road. The actor who was a little bit more revealing possibly too revealing, is Domnell Gleason. Now, I had no idea who this guy was playing before the panel, but they have said his name is General Hux, H-U-X, and there is a photo of him, and he looks Awesome. I will post the picture on the blog site, deadbothandspies.blogspot.com, but in case you can't see it, he's basically wearing a black version of the Imperial Officer uniform. So think of a black version of Grand Moff Tarkin's outfit. Or even better, I suppose, the Officer in the Death Star's detention block when Luke and Han go to rescue Leia, except he's not wearing a hat or cover of any kind. Now, added to that, he's wearing a long black coat with gold piping at the wrist. It's very cool, and it's very evocative. You know, the Imperial uniforms were based in part on Nazi uniforms in the gray and olive green tones. This uniform, for General Hux, feels much more Soviet naval leader. It smacks of Sean Connery as Captain Ramius from The Hunt for Red October, one of my favorite movies. And he's a young man. The fact that he's a general in the New Empire or the First Order... I think that suggests a number of possibilities. Maybe the First Order is promoting officers quickly because they're desperate. Maybe General Hucks advanced quickly because he's such a tactically brilliant leader. Or, as we see often, maybe it's nepotism, I don't know. But getting back to the accidental revelation, Domino Gleason lets slip that his character is stationed on Star Killer Base. And then J.J. J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan clarified that the base was named in homage to Luke Skywalker's original name from George Lucas's early treatments for the Star Wars. So that name exists in the form of Star Killer Base. Sounds similar to a new Death Star. I hope if it has to be a new superweapon, it's at least different. And finally, we have Gwendolyn Christie, confirmed to be playing Captain Phasma, a.k.a. the Chrome Trooper. I am so excited for this character. I have been ever since I found out that A, it's a woman beneath the armor, and B, said woman is Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones. I assume she's an elite kind of special ops trooper who might be hunting down Finn for deserting the Empire, or First Order, whatever. Um, Whatever her role in the film may be, I think she's going to take on an iconic status when the movie comes out. If Kylo Ren is the new Darth Vader, I think Captain Phasma is going to be the new Boba Fett, at least in terms of imagery and commercial merchandise and iconic status. I, I really think that's what we're getting from her, and it thrills me. I am so pumped for that character. I found it not only exciting that there was a female stormtrooper, to explore a female character that is totally not about the way she looks in flesh. And that armor is exterior and and it's more like the outside feeding in. And I just found it very exciting that underneath that, that armor is a woman. And I think it makes it really more relevant than ever. Excellent. Another piece of Star Wars related news or rather gossip at this point the rumor is Disney and Lucasfilm have their sights set on Colin Trevorrow to direct Episode 9. Trevorrow directed this year's dinosaur-sized smash hit Jurassic World, which is now the third highest grossing film in history. I get this selection. Business-wise, it makes total sense because Jurassic World made all the money in the world. But it was such a stupid movie. I, I don't even want to think about it. Anyway, some good news. There's a website called Star Wars 7 News that posts a lot of scoops about characters and concepts for the upcoming movie. I don't frequent the site because I'm trying to avoid the major spoilers, but something they did post recently made its way to a number of other sites, and that is a picture of a new alien X-Wing pilot. The creature or character is tentatively referred to as bullhead, possibly because it resembles a bullhead catfish. That's what the website says anyway. I don't see the catfish resemblance, but I'm not a fisherman. Regardless, I am really pumped for this. If you've listened to previous episodes, like the last one, for instance, you know how much I like the Starfighter element of Star Wars. I love the X-Wing books and the comics, and I'm really pumped to see more characters, like Poe Dameron, who we've seen in the X-Wing cockpits in the trailers, and this bullheaded alien guy. Um, there's also a picture of Greg Grunberg, the actor, one of the actors from the show Heroes. He's dressed as an X-Wing pilot in some kind of concept or promotional image. So that's three pilots that I'm excited for right there. And the final bit of super awesome, amazing Comic-Con goodness was a behind-the-scenes video released by J.J. Abrams that shows a lot of the characters and creature design, a lot of the practical effects and the set building, and a lot of Simon Pegg, who I didn't know was going to be in the movie. I'll post the video link on the blog, too. If you're hearing this, you've probably seen the video. But watching it again can't hurt. Go ahead. Go do it now. I've got nothing else to say. Yep, that's all for this episode of Dead, and Spies. I told you it'd be short. If you've enjoyed the show, you can leave feedback at the blog page, deadbothandspies.blogspot.com, or the Facebook page at facebook.com backslash deadbothandspies. You can also leave a review of the show on iTunes, and you can track me down on Twitter at RyanDaily01, or the username CountDruncula. Dead and Spies is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or Walt Disney Company, and the views expressed on the show are mine alone. All music and audio clips are used for entertainment purposes and are believed covered under fair use, and I make no money off this podcast, so no copyright infringement is intended. Thanks for listening, and until next time, if you've seen Jurassic Park, you don't need to see Jurassic World. It's the same movie, just bigger and dumber.